Hey, metalheads. It's Armand John Anthony here from Night Demon, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. everyone i want to welcome you all back to a new episode of interview under fire as always this is your host sunny back here once again today i have the honor of speaking with an immensely talented individual and armand john anthony thank you so much for joining our iuf series today man now here's the thing this is the beginning of an important yet exciting year for you and the rest of the guys over at night demon with the release of your latest compilation album year of the demon set to unleash here yes. on March 25th via Century Media. Let me begin by, you know, commending you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far. I mean, it's filled with these five singles with cover tunes, B-sides, live recordings, all mixed into this. I feel like it's like a yeah. sleeper hit that I didn't even see coming. And there's just so much to discover about this record and, and you know, who you're all about. But before we get to all that, Armand, I mean, we talked okay. about it before the interview started, right? Uh, now that we're all kind of just collectively uh, seeing the light at the end of this tunnel that we've been in for the last, God, two years, right? How are you, obviously? Yeah. And and how has 2022 been like out on the West Coast? If you can even sum it up into words, but take it from here. <laughs> okay, well, 2022. So what? Now we're in February. So, yeah, one, um... two... You know, you kind of have to like count to see where you are now. <laughs> I know because it's like those last two years were kind of a blur, even though, you know, we obviously we, we couldn't do any touring and all that. And that was the big thing. You know, 2020 was supposed to be that was supposed to be the year of the demon. That's where we came up with that. Yep. You know, so that's been around since then. And for a lot of people, apparently the year, we, right? Yeah. I mean, we had the singles dropped all this. We had basically all the touring plans that we're going to be doing this year were supposed to happen back then, you know, and we literally got the rug pulled under, under, uh, from under us, like two weeks before we were supposed to start, you know, we played our last show. Uh, yeah. At the end of February to, or end of March or February in 2020 mm-hmm. in Austin for our buddy, Sean's 50th birthday party. And like, you know, two weeks after that, we we're supposed to head out and do this tour with Satan and all that. And it was like, nope. And it was like every week it was getting closer. We're like, we're still going to do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And then it just, we got out of our hands and, you know, but so far we managed to stay busy with having our studio, my studio here. And then we have rehearsal rooms that we built two doors down and we have like a headquarters thing there. And Jarvis runs all the business stuff out of there. And so, you know, we managed to keep recording and do as much as we can. And so, so far, 2022, 2022, <laughs> um, well, it's been okay. It started out okay. I mean, think, think about actually, this. I, it, it's 2022, right? Two, I know. See, right? So, this was um, meant to be, I guess, the year of the demon, if you were to switch some things around looking from exactly that perspective. Exactly, right? But Just change it to two. T T O O we'll call it that. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, no, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of excitement that we're actually going to be able to get out there again. I mean, we're gung ho, you know, we have stuff that's on the books and it's been announced and, you know, we're, we're going ahead with it until they like hold us yeah. down and tell us we can't, I don't know. Yeah. So, let, let, let's hope that whole holding us down thing doesn't get too much you know, in our heads. And definitely, you know, uh, the commonality was 
making the best of the situation that we've been in for the past two years. Now, yeah. now with, with, uh, you know, night demon, the band got its inception around what I say about 10 years ago, 2011, give or take a year or two, but you've been at this for a while, Armand, you know, whether it's with yeah. night demon or, or Sirith on Gaul or Gygax, you know, I, I want to ask yeah. about, you know, the, the touring life and you've done some extensive touring throughout your career. And with night demon, you guys are also known as one of the hardest touring bands like of the yeah. last decade, the most hardest working. You guys have played at Vakken, uh, Rockapalast, 70,000 tons, name a few. The thing that makes Night Demon, in my perspective, for as long as I've been following you guys, is the live presence that you guys exhibit on stage. So let me round it out to this question. You know, what is it about performing live that you love the most, Armand, or maybe even miss the most? Would you say you have a newfound appreciation about it now, looking back? I do. I mean, in a way, there was a it's kind of a little bit of a blessing in, in disguise that we were kind of forced to take a break. Cause we really like kind of like pulled back and worked on some new music, which we hadn't had a chance to do. Yeah. You know, the, the last, you know, full length album was like, you know, three years or whatever, you know, now. And, uh, so five years that's now, kind of the thing. But I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck man. Don't remind me. <laughs> it's like, I keep forgetting these two years. I'm like, it's still 2020. I grew you know? two years in the well, last what day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I think the main thing is that, yeah, like our, you know, our thing is feeding off of the live thing with the audience and like just getting out there and like going to war every time we go on stage, you know, it's like, that's it. It's like, no matter where we are, if we're in Europe or the States or, you know, if it's the 20th show or the 30th show in a tour, or the third show of the tour, it's like we give it 175% every time. That's the yeah. thing. And like that whole thing. I mean, I love being able to travel and like see new people every day and see new environments. You know, that's like my thing. I'm always the guy that kind of gets out and like explores the towns when I, when if we have the time, yeah. you know. Like some of the other guys are like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to chill in my room all day. And I'm like, hell no, I'm out, dude. So I like find the lay of the land and, you know, and I call the guys like, hey, so there's a bar here. There's a cool club over here. Like, you guys want to come out? I'll be out there. Come man, you, me. that's like, I mean, that I feel like that's the definition for the ultimate roadie right there, man. They got to they gotta take you on all road trips, bro, because you're going to be like, like, get the intel and the recon and all that place. All right, this is where we're going to go. This is how it's going to be situated. This we're going to after the show. Uh, yeah, and I love it. And I love making friends all over the world. And like, you know, then it's like, hey, man, you know what? When I'm not touring, I'm going to come out and visit you. And, then, you know, I've got I can literally go almost anywhere in Europe and I'll have somewhere to stay or somebody to hang out with in like probably yeah. 10 or 15 countries, you know, and it's fucking amazing. And I don't know how else I would be able to do that. I guess there's people that like go backpacking across Europe would be one way, but I feel like with music, we make a little bit more of a stronger connection, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you're a yeah. sentimental person like me, Armand, but do you ever get a chance to like go back and see yourself perform in like the previous live shows you have? I, here's the thing. We had two years to look back on. Did you get a moment to look? It's like, man, I, I really did that 10 years ago or five yeah. years ago. I wonder Sometimes. about that. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more of like, what's next kind of guy, you know, like yeah. I kind of try to, of course, but it's, it's cool to see sometimes some, sometimes things will pop up in my feed or Facebook or something, or someone will send me something like, Hey, remember this, you know, like 
or like the Facebook thing, like oh, the, 10 the, years mem- ago, the memories that pop up, yeah, right? And then you see the status like, as you fuck. put. It's like, what the fuck was I doing ten years ago? I'm like, God damn it, that was ten years ago. Fuck, why did you remind me of that? Like, I feel like it was like last, you know, two weeks ago or something. But fucking Facebook. But it's cool, <laughs> you know. It's I guess it's cool to see that. So yeah. I'm fine with it. I enjoy it. And, you know, obviously staying busy during the pandemic also is definitely an important thing, which, you know, I, I was going to talk about this also because the Night Demon podcast, man, this is something that kicked off in the middle of 2020. And I felt like this was a way for uh, not just for you, but even just the rest of your bandmates, Dusty and Jarvis, to channel all your thoughts and all your just opinions on everything going forward as far as not just metal music, but just interests, hobbies everything happening within the world. What can you tell me more about that? What drove the influence to start something like that? And where do you see it going from here? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't our idea, to be honest. Uh, Chris Nesbitt, who, who runs the show and um, he was, uh, he had a, the maiden, a talking maiden podcast that he was doing with a, with another guy. And, you know, they had been doing it for, I don't know, a few years or something. And Jarvis was on the show one time because somebody had sent in, you know, he was asking the audience, like, hey, who's like, where's the new bands that are like made in? You know, he's like, who people send me something, you know, send me who you guys are listening to. And a listener sent him the song Made in Hell. He's like, check this out. You love Maiden? Well, here's a song that's like total ode to Maiden and everything. You're going to love it. And of course, he fell in love with the song. And so he contacted us, got a hold of Jarvis. Then Jarvis went on the Talking Made In podcast a couple of times and they became friends. And we ended up going out. He's actually from uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, which is like, I don't know, I guess it's part of Canada or something, but it's like the furthest tip east of like the continent, you know, it's like this little tiny place out there. We actually, he booked us a show. We had, went out there and played a show. Like, it was insane. It was awesome. And then, so, you know, I don't know when he brought it up, but he was like, hey, look, I'm going to, you know, my partner on the Maiden thing, he's 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 going to leave the show. And he's like, I don't really want to do it by myself. And I feel like we've kind of, you know, covered everything we need to cover. What do you guys think about doing a Night Demon podcast? Or like, you mean like about night demon or what the fuck you, what do you mean like one episode he's like no a whole podcast and we're like uh i mean sure like if, yeah you know what do you need from us and then so yeah it was kind of his idea and we just were like yeah i mean fuck it you know we worked the deal out with him and um you know to make it worth it for him and with like things like the subscriber section you know and all that and like giving bonuses to people and but man, realizing how much content we actually have. I mean, we're 80, I think 81 just yes, dropped. Yeah, today, something or... like that. I was I was going through the catalog and you guys have done quite a few episodes in the last two years and um, well, one and a half years. You really. didn't think about it. You know, he goes into like, you know, all right, well, let's for example, you know, let's talk about one song, you know, and then he gets into like it starts with how did it start to, you know, do a whole demo, a whole episode on like the inception of the song, where it came from, do a whole episode about the instrumentation of the song, do the whole episode about the lyrics. And meanwhile, he, we're all commentating on it. He, what he does, which makes it cool is that he'll send us questions and the three of us on our own, 
we'll mm-hmm. sit in the room and record our answers on the phone or whatever and send them to him. So we don't know what each other says. And he sits there and fucking puts it all together. As well as, wow. you know, depending on what it is, he'll get yeah. commentary from people that were involved. If it's a festival, about a festival, he'll talk to the promoters and we'll get a hold of our roadies or whatever. And they'll have their own commentary. And he'll fucking put it all together. I mean, he really... I've always given him a shout out for this. It's amazing how he does this because we'll give him tons of content sometimes, depending on the, the topic, you know, and, and he fucking weaves the story together and, and he'll commentate through it as well, you know, and it's crazy. And here we are 81 episodes in and, you know, we're just barely starting to talk about the songs for the year of the demon stuff or the singles. I mean, we've kind of touched on them a little bit before. But the deep dive stuff, you know, and, and then when we're on the road, which we've done a couple yeah. of, with the couple of shows we play, we'll do episodes basically from the road. You know, it'll be like if we can, we're going to record the shows live, you know, talk to people at the show, you know what I mean? Give a, you know, whatever happens at the show, you know, talk about that. So it'll be cool. It'll be like that week. It'll come out. It'll be current. And, you know, so, I mean, it's endless, man. If we do it like that, if, if it's, you know, if we keep touring, it's like there's always going to be content, you know. And did you say uh, so, yeah. Chris, Chris Nesbitt? That's his name? Chris Nesbitt. Yeah. All right. Shout, uh, shout out to Chris, man, for just uh, Chris, for, man. for making this happen. I, I wonder how the songs get chosen in your episodes, like from episode to episode. Is it something like that? Just is Ramley taken out from like a hat or did you do you guys discuss it prior to? Um, You know, him. Chris maybe he Jarvis, picks it. Maybe he picks it or then he just like, yeah. hey, tell me about this. They'll kind of they've they've sat down and mapped out like the whole year together, pretty much, you know, based on like yeah. what we're doing or what's happening or, you know, obviously right now we're leading up to the the release of You're the Demon. So we're doing all those songs, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, like the anniversary of the live record. We talked about, you know, that those couple of weeks or whatever was all about that. And so, yeah, they'll, they'll sit there and kind of like map it all out. But he comes up with the questions and he's just really good, man. He knows he's really good at, at picking our brains and, you know, getting us the right questions and then deciphering it all, and cutting it all together. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's really and it's cool. really exciting because uh, and I know you guys have another release later on this year that's scheduled. I don't know yep. what you can or cannot say about that. So definitely picking up speed on that Night Demon podcast. And we talked about it again before the interview started because people know why we call ourselves interview under fire. Tell me about your hot sauce, man, <laughs> because I feel yeah. like we can't, we can't move on without that information. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's called heavy metal heat and, uh, Holy shit. it's done by, you know what? I gotta, um, I gotta send this over to my partner for the, for this so we can actually check it out because I want to try it now. I'm not a, I can't eat hot sauce anymore, but. Oh no! Well, I want to try is, yours. <laughs> let me uh, get you the info here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a guy up in up north here, in Northern California, that has uh, done some hot sauces for like the Van Gogh and some friends, you know, of ours. So uh, huh. yeah, it came up to to do something with us, and basically, I told the guys, I was like, hey. Keep, hook me up with the guy. I'll 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 deal with this because I'm the hot sauce guy. I'll tell him what we want, you know, or what 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 I like and this and that. And so I, you know, we we just 
emailed back and forth a couple times. I was like, yeah, let's do some with, you know, I like ancho, kind of smoky, you know, some heat, but, you know, I want more flavor, you know, that kind of thing. And then he's like, came back like, all right, well, what do you think about, you know, red jalapeno, you know, puree thing, this and that, a little bit of this. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. And, and so he sent us a bottle of like a test, you know, to test yeah. it out. And dude, right away, I was like, this is fucking great. And like everybody loves it, like the the band, like we have the stash next door, and like you know, every few weeks I go and grab another bottle, you know. It's just like, so I use so it on everything. It's a couple of things: if you're able to bring some with you when whenever there's a tour coming up to Dallas, oh, yeah. please do so. And number two, I learned that Scovilles don't mean anything when it comes to the heat level. Is that true? Can you can you attest to that? Like, because I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I don't know what that's about i'm not that into it where i know like like the beer stuff you know the IBU. yeah yeah that. you know that's supposed to be like the level you know like the number of you know for how hot it is right is that which what... is weird because because on our interviews we've had it where for the mom for example right it's it has right. so many scovilles but then uh there would be another one after it and they would have more scovilles than the than the the, the bomb and i can actually eat that one Oh, which that's is, interesting. Which is, which is strange. Um, so, but then I learned, I did a little bit more research on this that the Scovilles don't really matter. And if I had my partner, Corey, here, he'd be able to actually dive a little bit further into that topic because he makes a hot sauce in brand. So, shout out to Corey for doing that. But uh, yeah, I, that, the whole Scoville thing, it, it's always a mystery to me. I don't know if it even matters. Because yeah, obviously, I don't know, man. and again, a shout out to Hot Ones, that show. You know, they yeah. even talk about the Scovilles that I've seen. It's like, wait, this is hotter than this? That doesn't make sense. Because I felt something different on this hot sauce, but I feel like we, we're gonna have to dedicate one episode where it's just hot sauces, right? So we're gonna... well, look. All I know <laughs> is that the shit tastes good and it's hot. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, the cup, the guys, the the brand is uh, Hella Hella Hot Sauce. Look them up. Um, they've done a bunch of different, um, you know, collaborations Hella, with bands. Hella Hot Sauce. Hella Hot Sauce. And uh, yeah, it's good. You know, funny enough, so we played the decibel beer metal yeah uh, that's true a couple months how, ago how was that and you know, it was great we were supposed to have a beer done for that but because it you know this thing again originally was supposed to be in 2020 and we were going to have a beer that was made by this uh brewery in cleveland it's going to debut there but obviously that changed blah, blah blah so here we are two years later and our beer wasn't ready or we weren't able to get it over here so we were talking to some breweries here in California, but, you know, by the time we actually thought about doing it, it was like, there wasn't enough time to get it done, but the hot sauce is ready. So we said, okay, well, let's debut the hot sauce. So they made wings. Speaking of wings. Oh God, the, dude. The I'm Palaska starving right Theater. now. This is the last, this is the last thing we should be talking about. This is, but go oh, ahead. <laughs> dude, I just ate so I'm good. <laughs> um, the venue that we played at was called the Belasco Theater. It's in downtown Los Angeles. Yep. And they made some hot wings with the with the heavy metal heat sauce. And I didn't even know that they had them there. We didn't even know. I, I mean, because I, I don't know. I didn't go up to the food area, so I missed it. It turns out they fucking sold out. And it was rated like it was like the fastest and biggest selling like food item they've ever sold at that venue. And they're keeping it on the menu. So it's if Holy you're shit. in downtown LA, go to the Belasco. If you ever go to a show there, 
check it out. They should still have the wings on the menu. So LA is my <laughs> second home, like I mentioned earlier. So, and I was I was just in LA uh, just a few months ago too. So I have to I'll have to reach out to some buddies who maybe if they can go in there and check it out because this is. Ah, now you got me dying well, to check this one out. I was so. gonna say I was gonna try to get the yeah, I'll get the recipe and then maybe I'll throw yeah. you. We'll send you a bottle of the hot sauce. Hell yeah, man! Make your own, you know? dude. Please you do, do so. A, and and we would love to sample. do the same thing for you. I would love to send the recipes. We have a few of them that we make, not just one. There's a few cool. of them that it's it's pretty good. Some of them are like sweet flavored. Some of them have the. Uh, some of them are just straight up fucking just burn your intestines to the ground, which I can't do anymore, yeah. but. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. We're gonna save that, dude. We're gonna save that for um, another time, so we can get that going. Because I, I want to do the wings interview with you, man. It's dude, let's just, do it. I feel like we can't do I'll it justice it. if we don't do it. All right, um, man. We talked about everything, bro. Let's get to Year of the Demon, man. Uh, okay. This new album drops March 25th through Century Media. Now, uh, diving a little further into this new album, I mentioned, I mentioned that. Uh, 2017 album darkness remains that's when you joined but then you also had yeah. curse of the damn 2015 and mm-hmm. both albums I, I just i love those albums because they were both solid efforts through and through both albums complemented each other i don't know if you hear that a lot between the two albums i felt like it really showcased again this is just a fan in me it really showcased night demons i felt like place in the heavy metal realm there were traditional sounds in there it took me back to i don't know what about you but it took me back to the early days of like bands like diamond head and maybe even angel mm-hmm. witch but with a contemporary sound of everything that you guys are like i know it's night demon right yeah. so and i know this is a compilation as i've stated earlier with the five singles with the cover tunes the b-sides did it at any point Ar- armand did it feel like a transition record from like the previous lps or in other words did you guys know what this release was going to look like back in 2020 20, if that makes sense I said 2020, well, 2020. I can't even. Yeah, No, so I guess initially, uh, these songs we were gonna put out the singles, and then we we were gonna compile them with a whole new B side, because at the time we had okay. written kind of this sort of piece of music that. You know, it's a few songs that kind of all flow together. And it was like, okay, this could be cool. It's one thing. So maybe we could take the singles. That'll be the A side. And then this, this, these new songs will be the B side. Well, you know, things with Night Demon are always very fluid. Things always are changing and morphing into something else. And so, you know, the singles did really well. We put them out. And then, you know, we weren't able to tour on all that stuff. And then meanwhile, since we were here, we just kept working on more material and all that. And so we wrote more, more material and decided, well, hold on. Now we should, let's save this other piece and then put it together. I think we wrote another five songs or something. And we could, that'll be the, the proper new album. You know, the, yeah. these singles, I think, were kind of a bridge, like you said, you know. And also the way we had written them they were kind of all over the place. Like we kind of always felt like maybe they were the reason we decided to put them out individually is because we felt like they were each standalone things, you know, and yeah, which they were. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, so, but I, and I always wanted to do something like to get them out there altogether, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the vinyl singles, I mean, those things sold out like 
every day we announced them, you know, 500 copies or whatever it was, thousand yeah. copies were like yeah. gone. And, you know, you could get them on, you know, we had them up on the Spotify or whatever streaming, but the B sides weren't on online, you know? So that'll be cool. And it's just great to have it all in one place, you know, and a new packaging and new artwork, which is fucking some of my favorite. I think it's my favorite album cover in the catalog. Man, you know, uh, so I, I, I got to say this because uh, Empires, the way this album kicks off and then To Kill the Pain, which, holy shit, I that song, yeah. probably one of my favorite traditional heavy metal songs with just the contemporary sound I've heard in a long time. Kill the cool. Pain, you guys knocked it out of the park. Uh, and Trance, and that Scorpions cover. Uh, the yeah. 100 miles per hour, that Sirius Dungal cover with uh, cover with Tim Baker. Obviously, yeah. And also another shout out to Ely John Roth. I feel like, bro, I feel like we need more compilation albums like this. I, we don't get that a lot these days. This had everything for not only just a Night Demon fan, but uh, I feel like also for a metal fan alone. I hope I'm speaking for a lot of metal fans out there because I'm always a metal fan first when I speak to, you know, artists like you. Yeah. But now you have this, uh, you know, now you have this other release that's planned coming up in the final months of this year, like we just briefly talked about. Could Year of the Demon serve as like a sneak peek on perhaps on what's to come from you guys on the next studio yeah. album or are we just barely scratching the surface here loaded question but i feel like yeah. a lot of your fans would love to know more about this again whatever you can i cannot say i don't want to get you in trouble here <laughs> okay well i could say there 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 will be some elements but it will be like going from the demo to the final album kind of in a way like you can look at the okay. you know, the demon songs is like yeah the demos for the new record i don't know even though they're different songs but like there's some things that we kind of experimented and tried that are maybe taken to the next level now it's like the b-sides to the b-sides <laughs> yeah yeah like for example the... you guys should you guys should do that anyway just to fuck fuck everyone up it's like here here we go yeah <laughs> Like, for example, I will say, like, here's a, a little sneak peek, um, like the somber kind of interlude thing in the middle of Empire's Fall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's going to be more of that, like more <laughs> epic kind of shit like that, you know? So that's okay. about all I'm going to say about that. But Man, yeah. You see me with that grin on my face. I'm just rubbing my hands here. Just uh, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's good. I, I, it's, it's just, I love that you got, Hey, now we have to do another interview. Now we have a case for it. <laughs> so there you go. Now, uh, so let me ask you this now, because you, we talked about the beginning stages of Year of the Demon, and now we are in the transitional phase, so to speak. Was there any such thing as pressure for you, Armand, for you and the guys when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album for following up for the 2017 record? Or, you know, in, do you do you relate to that? Or was it just, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do what we're going to do. Uh, I mean, myself personally, yeah, of course, because, mm. uh, like when I came into the band, you know, about, you know, 70% of those songs for that on darkness were pretty much written, you know? Yeah. Like I got to come in and there was no, there were no solos written. So I, that was like my thing. Like I had full reign, you know, the, to do whatever on the guitar solos. So that was like my imprint on those songs. And then but we wrote like uh i think it was black widow that we wrote after as an afterthought we needed a couple more songs and so we wrote that was the first song i wrote with the band so this time after the well you know 
I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff. I don't know if I speak for the other guys, but yeah, I mean, we're always trying to push the next level and feel like, yeah, like, what are we going to do next? Cause we don't want to write another heavy metal heat. It's already there. You know, like, mm-hmm. why are we going to try to beat that? You know, we need to write the song that's not there yet, or we need those songs that we don't already have. I mean, there's, there's always going to be, you know, the night demons signature thing, you know, like, there's always going to be some bass and guitar harmony parts together because that's kind of what we do, you know, but it's going to be done in different ways or, or, you know, crazier than before or more melodic than before. So I definitely felt some pressure and still feel the pressure because I don't know what people are going to think about it yet. You know, I feel like pressure is a good thing to a certain extent. I feel like that kind of just, if you didn't have pressure, I felt like, listen, uh, pressure can be, uh, defined in one or many ways. If you didn't have pressure, I feel like you wouldn't care about your product or crap as much. You know, it shows that you value the work that you're putting in, the dedication yeah. you're putting in, and that kind of just sets a bar for yourself mentally. Okay, I got to get to here. How yeah, I... and then having like yeah. certain things, like we we set goals, like we had to, you know, we had basically taken the month of October. Uh, to finish writing the few more songs that we needed for this record. We said, you know, Dusty, our drummer, he, he has been living back, back in Pennsylvania um, through the pandemic. And like, we're like, okay, well, October's the month come out. We're going to stay here. He'll be here for five weeks. Mm-hmm. And we got to fucking write, write and record at least his drum parts before he leaves for five, six songs or whatever. And, you know, we fucking did it. But we had to, because if not, then it was like, yeah. either we have to extend his stay, and it's like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're gonna, we're gonna get it done. We're gonna do, it. you know. So that's one kind of pressure that has been good for us, setting goals and like deadlines, and like, you know, we kind of have to do it, or else we're letting ourselves down, you know. Yeah. So. And, and, yeah. and, I, and I know you're in the in the studio right now, so to speak. I think you said there was another room on the other side, or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was going to, I was going to ask because, because the sound itself on you're the demon was a big part of this release that I really love, you know, like cool. I, I'm an audiophile these days, Armand, I don't know about you, but I'm yeah. very picky on how I want my music to sound the way I want it to sound. I'm at the point yeah. where I'm messing with all the fucking EQ levels, whatever I can find, nice. you know, whatever, whatever EQ levels behind that one. But tell me more about this as far as like producing, engineering, and mixing. Did you guys do this yourself? Did you bring in a team to handle this part of the album or even your next one that you're working on? How is that being structured on your end? Well, with I the feel songs, like that, I feel like that's important. Yeah. No, the songs that ended up as the singles and another part of why we released them individually at first was uh, we kind of came up with this idea where you know, we, we had always kind of done stuff on our own. Like we'd worked a good buddy of mine, Roger Camaro had recorded the curse of the dam, the darkness remains record. You know, we went back to high school together. Uh, we learned, you know, him and myself, we, we came up learning how to record together and all that stuff. So it was just an obvious thing, you know, but it was always a thought of like, okay, well, you know, you always hear about bands that have their producers, you know, like the Metallica with Fleming or Bob Rock or whatever. And it just like, they just work together. And, you know, I mean, we all, we, we definitely know how to produce our own music, but having another outside ear is an interesting thing, you know? So we're like, well, let's fucking work with, let's try to work with our fucking, I don't know, 
let's come up with a dream list of people that we'd want to work with, you know? And on that list was Steve Albini, uh, Fleming Rasmussen, yeah. you know, people like that. And so we, when we, Empire's Fall was recorded first. And at the time when we recorded that, we didn't even know what it was going to be for or if it was just going to be a demo at that point. But I had brought in a friend of mine, a producer that I had worked with in LA before, this guy, Matt Hyde, who had done like a couple of the later Slayer records and some really cool shit. And, and uh, so we started there and then it was like, well, wait, let's, you know, we got these other songs and, you know, we were like, well, we're going to Denmark for, to start the Sacred Rite tour. It's the first, the first shows in Denmark. Well, Fleming's in Denmark. Well, let's go there like a week early and spend a book a couple of days with him and record. That's where we did Kill the Pain and 100 Miles Per Hour. Wow. And that was a bucket list thing for us. I mean, obviously, dude, he did he did the fucking best three Metallica records, you know, and countless other shit, you know. I think he, he did some of the later Rainbow stuff too, I think, right? Yeah. Wow. I Okay, um, that's news to me. I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, and that was an amazing experience. We really clicked with him, you know, and then we went to Chicago and recorded with Steve yeah. Albini at Electrical Audio, which is an amazing studio that he built from like the ground up, you know, and did, uh, that's where we did Are You Out There? did the music for that song yeah so but you know what after doing all that it was cool uh we also had um we had kurt Ballou from converge mix visteria holy shit which we recorded here i recorded that but we wanted to get an outside mixer and uh he killed it on that one we we wanted to go record at his place yeah that was that was one of the plans but it was just schedules didn't work out you know and then it was kind of in the midst of the pandemic too, like, or right before it, or, you know, it was that song kind of, that song kind of came together kind of last minute. But uh, again, I'm going off on a tangent here, but no, uh, I love these tangents, dude. Talk, but look, it's all come back around. Basically we've worked with all these people and we've been, we've, it's come back to us again, just kind of being like, well, all right, that was cool, but you know, we could have done it pretty much just as good really at this point you know so the whole new record has been recorded here at the captain's quarters by myself mm. and you know we've done everything here and just taken all of our years of everything that we've ever done and put it into this new record so i don't know if i'm gonna end up mixing it like i we're we're pretty happy with the way it's sounding already but i am curious to see if we bring in another mixer on this record and see how that would sound um, just to get a fresh perspective on it. But like the way we've recorded it, I mean, the sounds are kind of like already there, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if somebody does do it, like, I don't want it. I wouldn't want them to completely reimagine it. Just, you know, give it the polish and the, the sheen that it needs, you know, right. in the right places. Man, so this, I feel like, I mean, listen to what you just told me, just, on all those specific details on how the production process works on your experience, Armand, because I feel like this is also an extension of you as a musician. Not only are you composing your music, but you're, you're getting the delivery out there the way the music is meant to be sound. I feel like it's kind of a, it's easy to like, okay, we get a producer which like, Hey, here's this, do that. You know? But I felt like when you actually compose the music and you sit down, I feel like it pushes yourself as a musician I feel I feel like you're a better musician today than you were w- before. You know this all started. The you oh, were the demon, for sure, you know? 
Yeah. And I feel like the production process kind of showed me that as you explained it before I asked this next one, because I, I feel like it's important to ask this behind you, which is your go-to axe? All right. So we've got <laughs> that reveal is well, so good. The way you were smiling and you slowly just <laughs> hand away. How's the lighting? Is it look that right? was perfect? Yeah. It was it was as dramatic as I I knew it. Good. It had to be. He's hiding. Well, this is the newest him. one because this is the one that I got made. This is the jailbreak. This is the okay. Armand John Anthony signature model, which this is the only one. This is the only one in the world right here. And it's custom Bro. to my specs. It's got the Night Demon logo right there. Bro. Jailbreak guitars. Check them out. They're killer. This guy's in, they're in Italy, in the northern, northern Italy. And uh, I don't remember how exactly if it was like they wrote us or they liked something on our page. And I saw it said jailbreak guitars. And I said, fuck yeah, Thin Lizzy guitars. What's up with that? Man, so I looked, I looked up their stuff and I saw that they were, they, do a bunch of signature custom guitars for like smaller indie bands and stuff, you know? So I wrote them and said, Hey man, I like what you guys are doing. I saw they had a couple flying V models. And so I wrote them and said, Hey, look, you know, let's do a couple custom. So they, we did that one. And then Jarvis's bass, he has a custom bass made by them. Dude, that's so rad because here's the thing. I'm a violin player, so I don't play guitar. Both of my brothers. Oh, crazy. Are, yeah. So my, both of my brothers are actually, musicians they play we might have to be talk we might have to hire you for something bro i need a couple tracks for the record my violence we'll in my other room. Later. i haven't picked it up in, the, in a year which year isn't that oh. bad but i i can i can uh sharpen up some of the skills i've been playing since right. i was fuck uh 21 years i've been playing violin but uh man cool. <laughs> i'm just throwing that right. out there but I, I always wonder what what comes into the decision making when it comes to you want your own signature guitar you know, it's like you just kind of just came up with that idea. Okay, I want this specific dimension for this style that I want to play with. And when I go visit my brother who lives in Oklahoma and I see, good Lord, basses, guitars, like he just brought one of, um, I think he just bought the Joseph Duplantier signature guitar of, of Gojira. And uh, I saw it and I was like, you know, how does, I, I again, you're educating me, right, Armand? I wonder what yeah. comes into play when it comes to picking out the signature guitar. How do you know this is exactly what you want? How do you know you won't change your mind a year from now, a week from well, now? Well, then you make it's the like, next model, you know? Like, that's this is the 20, yeah, 2019 okay. model. Then, you know, when you change it up, then you come up with the next, the Mark II, you know? But, no, I mean, you just look. Signature you play guitars over the, Yeah, you play <laughs> guitars over the years, and you you find little things you like from, from each one. Like I have a little plethora of different guitars here, but first of all, flying V that's the night demon signature. So right away it has to be a flying V. Uh, there's a couple of different flying V shapes like these two I see, here. Yeah, I see the one to the right of the, of the, uh, yeah, the, the this is a one, cool one. one. Unfortunately, it's a little too flashy to play in night demon, but man, this is like, this has been on you... all the records. You gotta this put is... that. Just put that out for the Dallas date. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. And you'll be. This is I... actually. Go ahead. What was it? No, I was gonna say because flashy man, you're in tech. You're gonna be in Texas, dude. No one gives a fuck. They're all they're gonna all see right. is the flying V. So you're gonna be welcome with the open arms. Hey. Yeah, it's like a kind of a gold champagne <laughs> sparkle. It's pretty cool, man. And it's got a killer. 
little inlay of a of a cat, a little black cat right there on the 12th fret. If you can see that, dude, that's you got to take that on tour with you, man. That is that's the thing this of beauty. Is, uh, I I'm yeah. I may actually like that even more than the one on the left. Well, um, <laughs> you heard it first, folks. Like, <laughs> so we'll see. It'll it'll be it'll be my undoing. But man, but, so, yeah, go ahead. Finish you know, your... so like just choosing, yeah, like you were saying, you know, getting into the like kind of like figure out what I want. You know, the the hard part was, you know, this guy's in Italy, so we were just you know talking online and being like, okay, well, here's this. Look, I'll send him pictures of different shapes and the the types of you know that's that's based on like the original, the first like 1958 is I think when they came out with that that shape when Gibson came out with the flying V. And so there's okay. a couple little detail things on it that are specific to those years. Cause then in the sixties, they, they changed it a little bit. They just rounded out some things. And, but I always liked the way the 58s look. And then also things like, you know, if you see around the corner, it's got this stuff that like, you know, borders it, it's called binding. And that's kind of from like a Les Paul custom thing and the types of pickups, the inlays, I had to go with the lightning bolt inlays. Cause it's like, you know, Ace Freely fucking warship kind of thing. And it's just fucking cool, you know? Like to bring the lightning, bring the electric, electrify everything, you know? I have an so idea. Just little things like that. You know, the type of wood, the type of fretboard, the type of frets. I mean, there's a lot of shit. And, they, and there was a few things where I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I don't know. Do what you think is cool. Because I literally got it. We were playing a festival in, in Milan, in Italy, and it was delivered to me at the show. It was the first fucking time I ever played it. And I was like, I hope this thing is cool because I'm going on stage with it right now, you know? And uh, sure enough, when I pulled it out of the out of the case and, like, I strummed it before I plugged it in, even I could tell, you know, it just felt good and just had fucking good, uh, just a nice tone, so... Bro, yeah. I can I can tell Happy you have such a you have such an undying passion for this, and how I can tell you rocking back and forth from from the other one screen to one end of the screen to the other, which is <laughs> yeah. which is a good thing. I love seeing that from a musician such as yourself doing what you've done for as long as you've done it. You're telling me about this compilation. You're telling me about your your setup. You know your 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 work as a producer. Do you see these moments like as snapshots at certain times? in your life looking back, even you're the demon, would that count as a snapshot? Would it remind you of a certain time in your life? Again, this goes back to the point of me asking you if you are a sentimental person, because I'm yeah. nostalgic, man. I'll look back on the shit. We just got, dude, we just got uh, uh, one of those adapters, you know, the where you put the small cassettes in and put it in the VCR. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the, <laughs> the, play yeah, the tape, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. we just got that the other week. And I'm like, holy shit, stuff I'd have seen in like 1994, like I never thought I would see yeah. again, but again, that's a whole different discussion, but yeah, from Armand, you know, from as a musician and as a person, do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Uh, you know what? I don't take know. This I moment. don't think I give myself enough time to do that ever. <laughs> Cause there's always something going on. I'm always working on something like, you know, between recording in here, like, other bands or whatever between thinking about writing new stuff for the band doing press doing interviews stuff like this and i guess what i the only time i get to do that is when like we're on the road and i'm in a van or in a bus or whatever and like i can't really do anything else but just kind of think about 
what's going on and where we're at. You know, yeah. I don't have my work with me. I can't, you know, plug a guitar in really. I mean, although I did do, I did do some work on tour with when we were out with the Sacred Reich. I actually had my laptop with me and I was like working on the Seer Thungle album. So, <laughs> ah, but one day I'll have nothing else to do but just play the band. But I don't know if I could do that. It's just, I just like having my hands in all kinds of different things, you know? But see, but see, I feel like the, I think it's an important question to ask to someone like you as you were just telling me everything about who you are. It's easy to lose track of yourself the more successful you are. I feel like you kind of just have to push everything aside for a minute. It kind of just, Take a deep breath, just exhale and look at it from the outside yeah. before you kind of remind yourself why you do what you do and then go back. No, in, you know? I definitely do. And I've thought of, you know, look, man, I, you know, I got to remember sometimes like we're always chasing the bigger thing or, you know, trying to get more the next level. But really, I mean, shit, here I am. I remember thinking like, man, one day I'm going to have my own fucking studio and like I'm going to have everything like ready to go at any time, you know? And I fucking do. If you walk around this place, there's drums set up, ready to go. There's like three or four different Marshall amps and Gibson guitars. And I have a tape machine and fucking, yeah, I guess I have at this point, if I fucking die tomorrow, I'm good. You know, I've I just want the you world. to celebrate your small victories along the way. The pandemic has really taught me yeah, a lot of shit that I did. Dude, I've, I've had friends who are no longer with me and I had grudges with them. Uh, I know. It's just so stupid looking back yeah, on that, but, you know? And I feel like it's yeah. important to look back on small successes like the ones you've listed, maybe 10 different success stories that you may not have a chance to look back on before. Yeah. And here you are this new year. You got two albums coming out this year. Let me remind you. Yeah, you got two awesome. albums. You're working with an amazing publicist and Nikki Law. Shout out to her. And I feel like the yeah. sky is only going to get, I mean, there is no sky for you guys because there is no limit for Night Demon. I can't wait to see. Oh, no, man. We're going you guys to the moon, baby. Now. Going we've been serious, Mars. right? We're, we've yeah. been serious, right? Now we're going to get to that surprise right now. We're reaching the final part of our interview. This unfortunately, serious? So. I don't know. You think pretty so? Pretty fun to me. Oh, that's fun. good. All right. That's good. That makes me feel good. We're going to have a little more fun here to finish things off on a really good note. So right. here we go. I'm going to do something here called, I don't have the audio to play. So I'm, we're just going to do two seconds of silence after I say it. Okay. Are you nervous? You look nervous, man. You're like peering off off of the corner I'm, of the screen here. I'm curious. Please. I'm curious. I'm going to do something here this called my curious thing. the lightning round. <laughs> I'm going to go down the list here. You just have to think quick on your feet. All right. You have to pick one or the other. Okay. Now, some of them are <laughs> simple. Some of them are just downright stupid, but that's the best part about it. You ready? God, ready you look so nervous Armand. you're good really? don't worry all right i'm gonna get you off a, I'll, I'll, i'm gonna get you off of a, a test question what's the capital of california sacramento yes all right that was a test question here we go red or blue blue vegan or meat uh meat <laughs> coffee or tea coffee cats or dogs dogs star wars or harry potter Star Wars. Mexican food or Italian food? Mexican. All right. Now I'm in Texas. This is a debate. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan pie. Yeah. Finally, somebody yeah. said it. I hear the other one. It's a debate, actually. So you come down here and watch. Watch what happens. It is uh, it's divided <laughs> down the middle. I say, I say, I say uh, pecan. All right. Now I know you're in LA. I don't know how much of a uh, sports buff are you? Rams or Lakers? Yeah. Lakers. Before I even before I even finished the question, he was like, eh. 
bro. Don't. Lakers. I'll go Lakers. Definitely yeah. like basketball yeah. more than football. I, I, sure. I was going to ask about that because coming from L.A. and then obviously the Rams are in Super Bowl right now. But anyway. That's... Although when I was into sports when I was a kid, yeah, Bulls, man. Early 90s Bulls. Fucking Michael like, Jordan, all that. So, so Corey, my, my Best business time ever. Yeah, so Corey, my business partner here in IUF, he's he's the biggest Chicago Bulls fan. He doesn't really even like his favorite team is the Cowboys, but he doesn't really follow the Bulls. He just wears he just loves them, you know. Like yeah. I feel like we were all Chicago Bulls fans, but well, me, they got the coolest I'm, logo and the, the colors of red and black, dude. I mean, MJ, shit, I mean, so, yeah, they have yeah. they have the they have the goat playing. Um, yep. I mean that they have that. All right, moving on. Country or cool. hip hop? Country. Wait, you didn't hesitate there. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. Ah, I knew you were going to say Halloween. New York or Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, I just I went to actually I went to both last year. Yeah, I probably picked Chicago. All right, are tomatoes yeah. a fruit or a vegetable? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Vegetable. Would you rather lose all your hair or fifty or gain fifty percent more hair? <laughs> Uh, gain 50% more because you could always cut it down. You there know? you go. There's the wrong answer to this. All right. Yeah. If Voldemort offered to buy you a beer, would you accept? Sure. <laughs> would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Speak every language. All right. Hey, that's a good one because I've had people who say, yeah. well, yeah, I can talk to my cats. I talk to my dog. So yeah, I love to speak every. I talked to them already anyway. Yeah, there you go. So I'm good. I just imagine what they say, you know. (laughs) All right, last one. There's a time machine in front of you, Armand. It says the destination (laughs) is the first concert you've ever attended. Where are you, and what do you remember most about that day? 1992, (laughs) uh, San Diego Sports Arena, Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Oh my God, you got to see that as that was your first show. That was my first major you can't, show. I don't yeah. think you can you can top and that. Body Count opened up that show. That was Faith No More was on part of the tour, but my this the the one that I saw was Body Count. That was fucking insane. I was twelve years old. It was like crazy, dude. I Do went you still have uh, the ticket stub from that day? Uh, I got it. You know what? Maybe somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I'm not um, the best at keeping that kind of shit, but I do <laughs> remember. Yeah being there like it was the craziest thing in my life ever and the most amazing experience because i was a huge fan of both of those bands of course and body count too i remember having that album the cop killer album and all that you know? oh man did you buy did you buy merch there like shirts and all that stuff they were selling no. like, like that now fuck man i don't know i don't think so <laughs> i don't know i I, it was a blur. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you like go through your shit after this interview. Like, man, where do I? Where, let me see if I have that. Or a the picture best from part, there. the highlight was Metallica played first that night, and uh, this was after this was post Burn James, you know. So he was just singing, you know, he wasn't playing guitar. <laughs> and then they come out for the encore, and James has got a guitar on, and they play Inner Sandman, and he plays it on guitar, and I'm like. Fuck, he's back, man. He's he's gonna do it. He's fucking ah. Oh. You know, everybody lost their shit because, you know, nobody knew if James would ever play guitar again. Yeah, you know, that, after that, that, you know, but that, yeah, that came out true. and played Sandman. I was like, oh, all right, it's good. There's hope, you know. You want to hear my uh, first ever Metallica experience? This is so sure. ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It was literally two years ago when they did the live stream. Oh, fuck. 
That was my first really? ever. Yeah, I've seen so I've seen so many. I you know Megadeth, Slayer, everything. I've seen everyone but Metallica. And then See, Metallica I never got. To, I never saw Megadeth, and like my favorite lineup was obviously the Rust, Rust and Peas. Yeah, Countdown yeah, my lineup. favorite lineup too. Yep, same here. And then I got to. It's like I, I covered Megadeth in what is it? We covered Megadeth two out of four days. We followed them on tour when the. What is the metal tour of the year when they did that last year? Oh yeah, so, right. So getting to see Dave like twice in like four days, man, that guy still got it, bro. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't care what people say. I mean, that guy yeah. beat fucking cancer and doing what he's yeah. doing at the age he's Forget doing. Forget about that. I mean, you, you know? can talk about Tom Brady all you want, being forty-four and playing quarterback, but Dave Mustaine. Let's not forget this guy did. Like you're talking about a history of Metallica, right? And now he's still doing, he, making a name for himself, but the underdog of metal from the beginning, you know, forever, always being uh, in those guys shadow, you know, but I think writing, you know, obviously more musicians kind of music. Yeah. You know what I mean, so, better, so it would, it would badass. be safe to say that you would take the trip on the time machine on that, on that day. Would you really? Yeah. Would you, yeah. Would you do anything differently? I wonder anything differently. It's like, Oh, I should have went to this side. Well, well hang on. it. Yep. So I'm going to be my age now going to that, right? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> no, you're not I'm not going back to being 12 years old. Uh, well, I would have, <laughs> first of all, I would have gone to go buy a beer and then go find myself at 12 years old and give him, give my younger self a beer and then grab myself and go, we're going to the fucking pit and sneak down downstairs because we're in the way nosebleeds, you know, way up in the corner. And uh, go down and fucking mob and get up close to the stage, because you know. So I'm a so I'm I'm also a, I'm also a film buff. So I went to film school. As you're telling me this, I'm illustrating this entire scenario in my head. <laughs> that needs to be a film. That is, I don't think of that. That is that nothing's ever been written like that. That's that's amazing. The way you just told that. Um, now it's like. <laughs> that's an idea that's an idea yeah i don't um, know because that's that's always the taboo thing in in like time travel movies it's like you can't yeah, talk you, to yeah, your yeah, you're not supposed self to, yeah because you change whatever events or something like that with but the then, events of time you know but but then there's like this theory like uh you can like beat yourself up and like injure yourself do whatever you want doesn't matter what you do to that self the timeline does not change. Have you heard anything like that? I know that's a thing. That's like some no. kind of some theory out there states that as long as you don't kill yourself. Okay. Anyway, um, cool. my mind's just boggled, but that's the that's the sound effect. But man, Armand, this has been great, dude. Thanks so much for just sharing about everything about who you are. This has been fun, man. I let's stay in Thanks, touch. Sonny. No, this thank, was awesome. Thank no, you. thank you, bro. I mean, uh, much appreciation to everything you've done throughout your career. I'm looking forward to the new record, man. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Um, do you have any like last words, just any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in as far as Night Demon before we finish things off here? Maybe yeah, new music just, video, you know, touring, what you can. Yeah, but. just look out. You know, we're going to be doing, um, we have a, we, we're going to have a big album release show um, coming up in April that's going to coincide with our beer finally coming out. Can't wait for that. So it's going to be the year of the demon. And then we're going to have, well, what's the what's the beer called? Like your do you we have haven't name? announced it yet, so oh, I'm gonna hold on. All right. If you're got me, it's it's really dumb. It's so <laughs> no, obvious. it's not dumb. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Live in the <laughs> no, moment, man. How, live live in the how moment. Man. It is, but it's perfect. But anyway, we're gonna do that here locally in town. There's a brewery called Casa Agria, and they make great shit, and they're doing a beer for us. And it's gonna we're gonna do the album release and the beer release on the same day at the brewery. 
So unfortunately we were trying to do a few or we wanted to do like a handful of like album release shows around the country, like in the hot spots, like, yeah, you know, Cleveland and wherever, but it just was like kind of too late in planning it. So we couldn't get the bookings because we were supposed to do a tour with Satan, but unfortunately due to whatever restrictions from the UK, they couldn't make it over. Man, so like, well, band, what do we do? That's a band I, I want to see live. And Amazing. Having you guys so, with them is well, just... We'll, we'll bring them back over. We're going to bring them back for sure. But yeah, so if you guys want to fucking see us, you know, in the States before we head to Europe this year, uh, April, we'll announce the date here pretty shortly. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really cool I hope event, Dallas so. is in there. I hope Dallas is in there. If, 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 at least if Texas is in there, I'll... I'm no, gonna it's just going it... to be the California date at this point. Then I'll just go to California, you know, the later in the year, probably after the the, the next record comes out, we'll we'll do some stateside stuff. But but from now until then, I don't see anything else happening besides it's Hell's Heroes. That's happening. That's in Houston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last weekend of April or something like that. I'll and then an this will be like the week before that. So all you diehards, man, come out, buy a cheap plane ticket. You know, freaking let's party. Let's do it. Help yeah, us celebrate this shit and help us celebrate like getting back to what we are doing, you know. And and uh, I forgot to ask you the Night Demon podcast. Where, can you plug that like link in? However you want to. Yeah. How can Night Demon Heavy Metal Pod? Yeah, Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. You can find it everywhere, wherever mm-hmm. you listen to that stuff. You know, if you just Google it, it'll come up. But it's on Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else. It's a weekly show. It drops every, comes out every Thursday in the states, and I think. It, drops friday mornings in europe or something like that I'm not, I'm not exactly sure but yeah every week is a new episode and like i said we're up to 81 this week so if you need to go back and listen there's there's plenty of stuff to listen to and they're all about like 45 minutes to an hour long so it's not too much you know no, but not they're, they're entertaining I mean, man hey, i feel it like makes me feel like this man we're like way more interesting than i ever thought we were i think know? we need to have our own podcast right i think that's what's going on here yeah, i think you would need to have cool. our own podcast because i feel like we we could talk forever about just the things that we are so passionate about but uh man hey let's stay in touch man on the socials i'll keep you posted once this Definitely. episode airs this will be on every podcast station out there who's listening whatever you like to listen to like i'm on mention ms night demon itunes spotify what have you check us out on interview on fire.com now do me and armand a favor all the listeners out there buy the records because the bands can't do it without your help. I think that's a big part about supporting your bands. You know, a lot of bands broke up within the last two years. Yeah. Bands I've known personally who are no longer in existence. So I think it's important to support the music that you love. And uh, we, they wouldn't be here without the support that we give to them. I feel like that's an easier said than done statement right there. But Armand of night demon year of the demon drops March 25th through central media records. Bro, stay safe out there in Cali, man. You have a great weekend. This has been awesome. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I loved every bit of this. Thank you, Sonny, so much, man. Keep it hot. Keep it hot. Under <laughs> Keep fire. it hot. Interview under fire. All right, man. Take yeah. it easy, brother. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, 
please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.